Section 8 of Selections from the Table Talk of Martin Luther. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bill Mosley, Llano County, Texas, USA. Selections from the Table Talk of Martin Luther by Martin Luther. Translated by Henry Bell. Section 8 of god's works part one that human sense and reason cannot comprehend nor understand god's works in all things and in the least creatures yea also in their members god's almighty power and great wonderful works do clearly shine for what man how powerful wise and holy soever can make out of one fig a fig-tree or another fig or out of one cherry-stone can make a cherry or a cherry-tree or what man can know how god createth and preserveth all things and maketh them grow and truly we find and see printed the holy trinity in all good arts and creatures as the almighty power of god the father the wisdom of god the son and the goodness of god the holy ghost neither can we conceive or know how the apple of the eye doth see or how understanding words are spoken distinctly and plainly when only the tongue is moved and stirred in the mouth all which are natural things as we daily see and act how then should we be able to comprehend or understand the secret counsel of god's majesty or search it out with our sense wit reason or understanding that no man understands god's works no man said luther is able to imagine much less to understand what god hath done and still doth without ceasing although we labored and sweated blood to write but only three lines in such manner as st john did write yet were we never able to perform it what then should we any way admire or wonder at our wisdom i for my part said luther will be a fool and will yield myself captive when one asked where god was before heaven was created st augustine made answer thereunto and said he was in himself and as another said luther asked me the same question i said he was building hell for such idle presumptuous fluttering spirits and inquisitors after he had created all things he was everywhere and yet he was nowhere for i cannot fasten nor take hold of him without the word but he will be found there where he hath bound himself to be the jews found him at jerusalem by the throne of grace exodus twenty five we find him in the word and faith in baptism and sacraments but in his majesty he is nowhere to be found it was a special grace in the old testament when god bound himself to a certain place where he would be found namely in that place where the tabernacle was towards which they prayed at first in shiloh and shechem afterwards at gibeon and lastly at jerusalem in the temple the greeks and heathens in after times said luther did imitate the same and did build temples for their idols in certain places as at ephesus for diana 
at Delphos for Apollo, etc. For where God built a church, there the devil would also build a chapel. They imitated the Jews also in this, namely, that as the Most Holy was dark and had no light, even so, and after the same manner, did they make their places dark, where the devil made answer, as at Delphos and elsewhere. In such sort is the devil always God's ape. But, said Luther, whereas the Most Holy must be dark, the same did signify that the kingdom of Christ no other way was to be taken hold of and fastened, but only by the word and by faith. That the superfluity of temporal wealth doth hinder the faith. God, said Luther, could be rich soon and easily if he would be more provident and would deny us the use of his creatures. If he would but keep back the sun, that it should not shine, or lock up the air, detain the water, or quench out the fire, ah, then would we willingly give all our money and wealth to have the use of his creatures again. But seeing God so liberally heapeth his gifts upon us, we therefore will claim them as by right, in despite of him, and let him deny them us, if he dare. Therefore the unspeakable multitude of his innumerable benefits do hinder and darken the faith of the believers, much more of the ungodly. That God doth purchase nothing but unthankfulness with his benefits. God giveth sun and moon, said Luther, stars and elements, fire and water, air and earth, and all creatures, body and soul, and all manners of maintenance, of fruits, grain, corn, wine, and all that is profitable for the preserving of this temporal life. And moreover, he giveth unto us his all-saving word, yea, himself he giveth unto us. But, said Luther, what getteth God thereby? Truly nothing else than that he is wickedly blasphemed, yea, that his holy son is pitifully scorned, contemned, and hanged on the gallows, his servants plagued, banished, persecuted, and slain. This is the thanks that he hath for his grace, for creating, for redeeming, sanctifying, nourishing, and for preserving us. Such a seed, fruit, and godly child is the world. Oh, woe be to it! Of God's power in our weakness. God, said Luther, placeth his highest office very wonderfully. He commits it to preachers that are poor sinners and beggars, who do utter and teach it, and very weakly do thereafter, or live according to the same. Thus goeth it always with God's power in our weakness, for when he is weakest in us, then is he strongest. Howsoever God dealeth with us, it is always unacceptable. How, said Luther, should God deal with us? Good days we cannot bear, evil we cannot endure. Giveth he riches unto us? Then are we proud, so that no man can live by us in peace. Nay, we will be carried upon hands and shoulders, and will be adored as gods. Giveth he poverty unto us? Then are we dismayed, we are impatient, and murmur against him. Therefore nothing were better for us than soon to be conveyed to the last dance, 
and covered with shovels. Of the acknowledging of nature. Adam had no need of books, said Luther, for he had the book of nature, and all the patriarchs and prophets, Christ and his apostles, do cite much out of that book, as touching the sorrows of women bearing children, of the fellowship and community of the members of man's body, as St. Paul related such parables, and said that one member cannot miss another. If the eyes do not see, whither then would the feet go? How would they stumble and fall? If the hands did not fasten and take hold, how then should we eat? If the feet went not, where then would the hands get anything? Only the maw, that lazy drone, lies in the midst of the body, and is fatted like a swine. This parable, said Luther, teacheth us that mankind should love one another, as also the Greeks' pictures do teach concerning two men, the one lame and the other blind, who showed kindness the one to the other, as much as in them lay. The lame guided the blind in the way, which else he neither knew nor saw, and the blind carried the lame, that else could not go, so that they both were helped and came forward. Of God's goodness, if we could but trust unto him. Once towards evening came flying into Luther's garden two birds, and made a nest therein, but they were oftentimes scared away by those that passed by. Then said Luther, O oh, ye loving pretty birds, fly not away, I am heartily well contented with you, if ye could but trust unto me, even so it is with us. We neither can trust in God, who, notwithstanding, showeth and wisheth us all goodness. That God made all things for mankind. God's power is great, said Luther, who holdeth and nourisheth the whole world, and maintaineth it, and it is a hard article where we say and acknowledge, I believe in God the Father. He hath created all things sufficiently for us. All the seas are our cellars, all woods are our huntings. The earth is full of silver and gold, and of innumerable fruits, which are created all for our sakes, and the earth is a corn-house and larder for us, etc. That God's creatures are used, or rather abused, for the most part, by the ungodly. The wicked and ungodly, said Luther, do enjoy and use the most part of God's creatures, for the tyrants have the greatest power, lands, and people in the world, the usurers have the money, the farmers have eggs, butter, corn, barley, oats, apples, pears, etc. But good and godly Christians must suffer, be persecuted, must sit in dungeons where they can see neither sun nor moon, must be thrust out into poverty, must be banished and plagued, etc. But certainly it must be better one day. It cannot always so remain. Let us have but patience and steadfastly remain by the pure doctrine, and notwithstanding all his misery, let us not fall away from the same. That God, and not money, preserves the world. God only, said Luther, and not money and wealth, maintains and preserves the world, for riches and much money do make proud and lazy people. As at Venice, where the richest people are, a horrible dearth fell among them in our memory, so that they were driven to call upon the Turks for help, who sent twenty-four galleys laden with corn, 
all which as they almost were arrived went down into the sea and sank before their eyes therefore said luther great wealth and money cannot still the hunger but rather occasioneth more dearth for where rich people are there it is always dear and things are at high rates moreover money maketh no man right merry but much more pensive and full of sorrow for they are thorns which do prick people as christ calls riches yet is the world so mad that they will set thereupon all their joy and felicity that god's corporeal gifts are but little regarded one evening luther saw cattle going into the fields in a pasture and said behold there go our preachers our milk-bearers butter-bearers cheese and wool-bearers which do daily preach unto us the faith towards god that we should trust in him as in our loving father he careth for us and will maintain and nourish us that god nourisheth all the beasts no man said luther can account the great charges which god is at only in maintaining the birds and such creatures which in a manner are nothing but little worth i am persuaded said he that it costeth god yearly more to maintain only the sparrows than the yearly revenue of the french king amounteth to what then shall we say of all the rest of his creatures that god is skilful in all manner of trades god said luther is skilful in all occupations and trades in a most perfect and excellent manner for like a skilful tailor he makes such a coat for the stag which he wears nine hundred years together and of itself it is not torn also like a good shoemaker he gives him shoes on his feet that last longer than the stag himself etc god gives this world with all its works to those people who as he knows before will anger contemn and blaspheme him what then may we think will he give to those that through faith are justified and who know that they so justified shall live and remain with him everlastingly that god will be praised in all languages all that hath breath praise the lord saith the psalm thence it followeth that in all and every language speeches and tongues we should preach and praise the lord why then said luther have the pope and the emperor forbidden to sing and pray in the german tongue End of section 8 Recording by Bill Mosley, Llano County, Texas, USA